This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey there, we are back with more Real Presence Live. We're grateful that you're with us this morning. Uh, we've been having some fantastic conversations with Jennifer Anderson, with Jeff and Melissa Benda, uh, with Bishop Folda just a moment ago. And uh, now we're moving forward. We're having a conversation with John Finch of The Vigil Project. So good morning to you, John. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. So, John, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is John Finch. I'm one of the founding members of The Vigil Project. My wife, Molly, and I, we live in Covington, Louisiana, which is right north of New Orleans. Uh, and so I've been a worship leader, musician, uh, for quite some time now. Music was always a part of my life, uh, and I've, I grew up in a very musical family, um, and so uh, it's something that uh, that I've taken into uh, my adult life and into my ministry, and uh, I work with, um, I would say, some of the best people on the mm-hmm. earth, <laughs> and uh, super grateful to get to, to work with my friends at, at the Vigil Project. Mm. Awesome. Actually, I want to I want to shift the conversation real quick here, John, because I didn't I tell Brad I was going to do this, but I know he's coming to the you're coming to the women's conference here yep. in town, and I quick, just quick, Brad, how did you hear about John Finch, and how did you um, how well, this relationship? One started? of our one of our former former coworkers, Ashley uh, Nia, now had gone to an event. I think it might have been in Minnesota where she got to hear you and the the rest of the Vigil Project, and was just really moved, mm-hmm. and especially moved by the mission of the Vigil Project. So, you know, as I guess as we move forward, can you tell us a little little bit about like what is the vigil project how did it come to be what you know what is the what is the reason that you exist absolutely and 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 that's the question that i continuously ask myself <laughs> um, but the vigil project we're a catholic nonprofit music organization and so two-part nonprofit and uh touring group of musicians mm-hmm. as well so uh so we began as a, a collective in 2016 and we're now kind of converted into a full-blown uh, nonprofit ministry with a mission of making music for the Catholic journey for all of the liturgical seasons uh, throughout the calendar. And so we collaborate with musicians around the world um, to write and release music for, for essentially every moment and season of the, of the Catholic journey. Um, and so, we, like, like I mentioned, we have a, a dual mission of, of, you know, kind of uh, traveling to parishes for, for live events to serve at the parish level. Um, but you also serve and mentor uh, Catholic musicians in mm. the church and to really um, just elevate other musicians who, who are doing exactly what we're doing, you know, but really just providing a sense of community and a platform um, to, to become a Catholic musician. There's, uh, there's something that I love about the way that you and the Vigil Project approaches music, and, I, you know, I've had plenty of conversations with friends that there seem to be a couple different approaches to liturgical music um, more recently in modern decades that, you know, there's the, the classic approach is, is to bring a sort of uh, enhancement to our glory that we're, we're bringing to God in, in the Holy Mass. Um, there were movements earlier, I don't know if it'd be the 70s and 80s, but there, some of the liturgical hymns just seem to be almost a celebration of ourselves in some ways. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I just love that it seems like uh, that the Vigil Project is really kind of all about um, at least helping us to restore our focus on the one who really uh, responds to every need of our hearts. Mm. 
That's so true. And and I think uh, we, we really strive to kind of bridge that, that the old and the new mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of, of the 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 traditional hymns and then you know, modern worship. And there's a, uh, there's a quote from Benedict, Benedict the 16th that we really carry with us as a, as an organization. And the quote is when man comes into contact with God, mere speech is not enough. Areas of his, his existence are awakened that spontaneously turn into song. And, and we really just believe that, um, that, that music is such a gift. Um, and music is such a powerful, powerful gift. Um, and, and we, you know, we, we take that very seriously and we believe that, um, that we, we're, we believe that music should be good, true, and beautiful, an expression of art, an expression of beauty, um, and it should be done excellently. So, um, we're, yeah, it's a great, a great gift, uh, to be able to, you know, to be able to share mm-hmm. these songs, our project, our mission. Um, and we're looking forward to sharing it up in Fargo. John, I want to step back into kind of your philosophical underpinnings of this. I'm, I'm part of the choir here mm-hmm. at the cathedral, and we have conversations about, you know, what is good liturgical music? Um, and the, the phrase mm-hmm. comes up often, you know, from St. Augustine, those who pray well sing twice. Um, but what does it take Would, from your personal experience? And, and I, want to, I kind of want to go deep inside, John, here about what happens inside you that makes you realize that you are now singing well that you are praying well what how does that different from if you were you know <laughs> you wouldn't do this but if you're singing at a bar if you're singing at a you know a centennial somewhere it's different <laughs> that you'd be praying in church you'd be singing in church and that singing suddenly now turns into prayer what's different for you uh, it's such a great great question steve uh you know i really believe it's the, the posture of your heart um uh, the and, and it's something that we we speak about a lot is just the, the personal devotion um, and how music can really aid uh, our devotion and so um, I really believe yeah I mean uh, personal devotion you know has a has a ripple effect and it begins at our core and you know it's it's the song of our souls um, and kind of brings God's love and peace into like every relationship of our of our lives um, and so. Uh, music. We just believe, yeah, music has the power to, to deepen our devotion, um, and and we're kind of still re- rediscovering that together as, a, as an organization. But we we feel um, as as a as an organization that that's the call is to kind of rediscover um, the gift of music and the power in in the gift of music. So you've talked a little bit about kind of the inspiration for the Vigil Project, but like, how did it all come together? How did how did you guys come together as a as a group of, of musicians with a common vision and uh, an idea to, to begin this movement, essentially. Absolutely. So we all we all started essentially as friends. Um, it's this this started with the vision. The vision was essentially to create a one time project. We were writing songs um, for Lent and for Easter, and I, I wasn't actually even a part of the initial conversations. It wasn't um, until a couple weeks later that. That Greg, who's one of our, our directors, um, he reached out because he and I were friends, and he was like, "Would you be willing to like kind of come on and, and co-write some songs and be a part of this project?" That really, it didn't have a name, it didn't have really a mission or anything yet, um, and we just had the desire to give a gift back to the church. Um, and so, yeah, this, this this project initially start started as just a group of friends writing songs together, um, and as we released this initial project for Lent and Easter. It was a seven-part video series 
um, there there began to be just kind of a stirring in, in parishes. Um, were interested in us coming to, to lead missions, Advent, uh, Advent missions, Lenten missions, and concerts, and um, that's sort of where this, this desire to serve at the parish level began. Um, we just saw how effective it could be, and over the course of, I believe we've been around for, for about six years, over the course of these these years, um, we've, we've felt the call to really serve uh, other Catholic musicians who are doing, you know, the, the same thing that we're doing, essentially, um, but we really felt called to empower and mentor, um, you know, other musicians uh, who've expressed interest in, in, in doing this, as, whether it be a career or whether it be um, just serving serving parishes on, on music ministry teams and whatnot. Um, we, we just, we want to create a platform and, mm-hmm. and a place for other musicians um, to grow and to feel uh, empowered. Awesome. So, You've kind of, I think you've kind of been getting at my next question a little bit, which is, uh, it sounds like the origins was, it was intended as kind of like a, a one-time type of thing, but uh, right. so I wanted to know, like, why the Vigil Project? What, uh, what, what's the kind of the, the when, when, when you create a name for something, you obviously have a certain yeah. ideology, <laughs> a certain, um, you know, thought that you're, you're wanting sure. to do. What, what's, where does the Vigil Project come from? Sure, sure. Great question. Uh, so since the first project was for Lenten and for Easter, uh, when we got together to meet with our um, our media team, uh, which we work with 4PM Media, they're based in, uh, in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Um, so that's close to uh, Brad, I believe, where you say you EWTM. Work, or maybe that was Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Vigil... Uh, vigil is, is a period of keeping awake during the time usually spent asleep, um, especially to keep watching press. Um, so that we, we kind of go back to the Garden of Gethsemane when, when Jesus asked his apostles to, to keep vigil um, as he went to pray, um, and we all kind of know how that went. Um, and, but uh, we just believe as an organization that this is the call, um, that this is the call for us um, to keep watch and to pray. Um, as a church, and to create music for the church, specifically for these like super beautiful seasons in our in our church calendar. So that yeah, vigil kind of came from that idea of keeping watch and praying together as as friends and as a community. If you just joined us, this is Real Presence Live, and we're talking with John Finch. He is part of the Vigil Project. He's coming to town here for the Trusted Sister Redeemed Women's Conference, March 4th through the 5th. Uh, we are going to step away for a little break. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side. John, I want to throw back to a question for you to ponder over the break. You mentioned combining the old and the new. And there's this concept, even in the Vatican II documents, that the primary, you know, the kind of the still the history tradition of the church is chant. I want to talk mm-hmm. about on the other side, like, how do you how do you do something like that where you take the old and the new and put it together with chant and contemporary if you've mm-hmm. played with that? If not, we can talk about how you're going to play with it, but just an idea. <laughs> um, in the church, it's ever new, ever fresh. The Lord is always making th- all things new. Um, so we're going to mm-hmm. be back on the other side of the break with John Finch. This is Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It was providential, of course. you got to give the Lord some credit for everything. But it certainly was providential how the whole radio station started. And I think it's a very fertile area of the country for it to thrive in. And I think you've seen that. We've all seen that by how it's grown. And there is just a good 
faith here. Now, let's not be naive. There's a lot of unchurched here. There's a lot of Catholics that do not practice their faith the way they should. I would suppose any number of people just kind of run across it on the radio dial, and maybe they're not planning on listening to Catholic radio, but they hear something, and they just stop, and then all of a sudden they they hear something that the Lord is saying. So um, whether or not they ever give themselves, but that's not the point. The, the Lord has the money, as they say, that we just got to get it out of the people's pockets. It's His money. And it seems like you've always got the money you've needed at this radio station, and He's taking care of the place, and it's serving everybody, mm-hmm. though. Uh, anybody who wants to. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hey, folks, this is Real Presence Live. It's Steve Splonskowski here along with Gray. So, Brad Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I said it backwards. That's just because I it wanted works, to. It works. It works. Brad Gray. And we are visiting with John Finch of The Vigil Project and coming again here to town on March 4th and 5th for the Trusted Sister Redeemed Women's Conference. I kind of threw a curveball, but I'm, I'm confident in him and the Holy Spirit. Uh, we were talking a little bit about music, and as soon as I think about music, I think of all the traditions of the church um, where, you know, I, I sing in the choir, and we sing uh, music from the hymnal. We sing some contemporary stuff. We do chant, all that. And, of course, chant holds kind of a central position in the history um, and the tradition of the Catholic Church. So, John, that question back to you. How, how do you see that being a, the possibility of trying to really meld those together in the church for the most beautiful uh, music for worship? Absolutely. Uh, and actually, the first thing that comes to mind, um, we, we have a, a musician retreat every, every year, um, and it kind of brings, uh, it brings musicians from all across the country and some, some international, <laughs> even internationally as well, but... Uh, it brings musicians from all different like walks of life, um, and so that means musicians that are, are, are very comfortable with chant, and then musicians that are only comfortable with contemporary worship. And so, um, I believe that that that, and I don't, I can't say that we do this um, perfectly, um, but God has really just allowed us to to see kind of every. Um, maybe every space of, of Catholic worship and every space, uh, every musician um, and kind of walk of life uh, as, as musicians. And um, we, we hold chant super close to our heart uh, uh, because that's something that we can't ever, I mean, it, that, that's like the origin story. Like that's just, that's, that's the beginning. Like that's, that is the church, um, the early church, and that's something that is so sacred and so beautiful. Um, and 
And I, although we probably, as the Visual Project, don't don't uh, bring chant into a lot of our music, um, we we know the necessity of it and and the sacredness of it, and um, we know that it, there's still a place for it um, in the church of today. Um, and I don't think that we can ever lose lose that, and we shouldn't ever lose that. John, I'm I'm curious, you know, so. With the women's conference here, we had uh, we had a women's conference back in 2017, and for that mm-hmm. event, we brought in a Catholic musician, uh, Eric Jenis, who's a classical mm-hmm. uh, pianist and composer. And uh, you know, we when we were going through the planning for this, we we had the same desire to bring in um, someone to to lead a sort of musical worship, um, and, and it just it kind of brought my attention back to this question of. Um, what is it about music? Like, there, there are people out there that are great orators, like uh, Fulton Sheen was obviously uh, a brilliant orator and, and teacher of the faith. You have G.K. Chesterton, you have um, great evangelists, uh, St. Paul, and so on. But there's still something uh, unique about the power of music, that there's a special gift that God gives to some for the sake of, for the sake of all of us. Uh, so what is it about music that you think is so uniquely powerful? That is such a great question, and I guess I can share this on on the radio. Um, so our team is uh, is actually in the process of, of filming. Uh, we're in the production stage of filming a a eight part documentary series um, called "The Meaning of Music," and we're actually asking that exact question: um, What is music, and what is it all about in in the life of a, of a faithful Catholic? Um, and so I hope I didn't just uh, blow that out all, all over the radio, but uh, but I, I think I was able to say that. Um, but no, that's, that's seriously such a great question. And number one, I think uh, it's really just an experience of love um, uh, and an encounter with the, the divine, and it's an encounter with the Lord. Um, and um, I mean, I think music... We we have, we often ask the question uh, at our retreats and workshops and whatnot. But what moves you? Like like what what actually moves you in in music? What the first question that we ask in the documentary is what when was your first encounter with music and 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 how did it move you? Um, and so I think we often reflect on on that and how music has the power to move us, um, and it's ultimately closer to an encounter with the Lord. Um, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me yeah. of a quote I once heard that in heaven, all is either silence or song. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I love I your love quote. Can, can you read your quote again from uh, Pope Benedict XVI? I wanted to refer back to that. It was such a beautiful quote. Do you have that in front of you Absolutely. still, John? Absolutely, yeah. The quote is, when man comes into contact with God, Mere speech is not enough. Mm-hmm. Areas of his existence are awakened that spontaneously turn into song. You know, it, it makes me think of two things when you read that. It made me think of J.R.R. Tolkien's book on when he's mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings and the very first book of the Similarillion. I think I always say that wrong. Yeah. But uh, talking about how music actually yeah. was the creation. And then it also makes me think of how the goodness of our God breaking out into song is his creation. Right. Mm-hmm. Both those images. I love that. Yeah, I just yeah. went through a, um, a course on uh, the theology of the body with Christopher West back in November, and he pointed yeah. out how the Song of Songs is right uh, smack dead center of the Bible. 
um, mm. that it is like this is kind of the classic uh, song of love between God and the soul, be- between the lover and his beloved. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's that's why we we feel that that music. Um, I don't know, music can maybe can maybe begin to to heal the church and bring us back to you know authentic beauty. Mm. That's all about. That's, that's what it's all about. From your perspective, John, let's uh, just uh, spin it. I was thinking, you know, there's a certain percentage of our population who would love to sing well, but they can't. Mm. Um, and so then when there's a lot of singing, they struggle with how to participate in the church. Where it's like a lot of us like, oh, yeah, the, the preeminent uh, worship is singing, but you all can't worship the same way we do, right? <laughs> right. What do we say to people right. who are like, I don't have that gift. Does that mean that I'm less in the church? How would you respond to people like that? I, I would see that there is such a need for, for serving in the church um, in so many capacities. Um, I mean, I see it in my local community. Um, I see it in all the communities that we visit. Um, that whether music is or isn't your talent, I mean, like King David, he said, open, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your faith. Mm-hmm. Praise. Make a, joy, make a joyful noise. Anyway, you know, like, I mean, if, if singing is not your gift, it doesn't mean you can't sing. That doesn't mean you're not. You shouldn't sing. Um, but I do believe that there is such a need um, in the church for for I mean, for service and and there. I think there's a place. Like if anyone if anyone were to ask me, you know, music's not music's not my thing. What what can I do? I would say, you know, there is a place for you. There is a place for you in, in the church and um, so many so many places. I mean, so many opportunities to serve. I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, the the hand doesn't say to the eye, I don't need you, right? right. So it's all, all the gift. Right. If you don't have the right. gift of music, you've got a gift that we who have the gift of music don't have. And need. Right? And exactly. we need. So, absolutely. Exactly. Well, John, we're visiting with John Finch of the Visual Project. We'd have to step away here um, and find out what's going on. But uh, he's coming to the Trusted Sisters Redeemed Women's Conference March 4th through 5th. We look forward to seeing you there, John. Thanks so much, Brad and Steve. It's great to be here today. Yes, thanks for taking the time to talk with us, John. We'll see you soon. Thanks All right. So God bless you. Eli, what's coming up next on Real Presence Live? Hey, thanks, Steve. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That's hosted by Nick Medelsky. Coming to you live from Rochester, Minnesota. He'll talk with Jen Messing from Into the Deep about bringing the theology of the body discussion outdoors. Then Eric Pennick will talk about the art of stained glass. Plus, Angela Copenhaver from We Teach Think will ask, when was your day one? All this and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thanks. Thanks, Eli. He just shut his mic off. I was going to ask him how wedding planning is going. How is Uh, wedding planning going, Eli? uh, A lot to do and little time to get there. Yeah, that's the way it always goes. (laughs) Wedding is is this coming June, next June? Uh, next March. Next March. March of okay. 2023. Yep. Awesome. Well, what are you doing special for St. Valentine's Day? Um, well, that's a really good question. Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> we'll put you on the spot. If you want to call in with some ideas for Eli, you can call and give us some ideas I've, for I've got Valentine's an idea for, idea for Eli. Uh, today is the final day to get the re- discounted rate for the Redeemed Trusted Sisters Women's ah. Conference. So you can go to fargodiocese.org slash redeemedwomen. And get uh, get a registration for your fiance to attend the Redeemed Trusted Sister Women's Conference. It's an excellent idea. I'll uh, I'll consider that. <laughs> there you go. Good transition, Brad. Thank Back you. to important things. <laughs> so what, what's that's the all re- important. That's all important. What's the rest of your day have, Brad? Uh, I got uh, I've got 
some paperwork that I have to do. The chancellor is after me, yep. but it's also planning for the conference. There's a lot of work to do uh, to get ready for this, but I am really excited. This, this is the first time we're doing the satellite locations for a conference. So there are five locations in uh, Grafton, uh, New Rockford, Carrington, Jamestown, and Rugby that will all be hosting satellite locations for the conference. And so we're collaborating with the satellite sites, make sure that they've got everything in place and are able to, uh, to provide that same sort of opportunity for the women in their area. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and over our prayers for the success of the women's conference coming up. And, yes. uh, folks, we appreciate you signing up for that. Uh, well, after you sign up, let all your friends know that you've signed up and say, you know, this I think is a very powerful way of saying, hey, would you join me at the women's conference yeah. and send that out to 10 of your friends? It's more fun to come together. It is. It is. And absolutely, like I said before, the, those that attended the, the women's conference back in 2017, the responses were really overwhelming. Um, and I, like Bishop Fulda said, this opportunity to come together is, there's something so needed uh, for all of us. And I think we felt that over the last couple of years, how important it is to actually have others in our lives that we can share life with. And how many people did you have at the last women's conference? Around we four had, or we 500? At, uh, no, we we're at capacity a little over 700. There you go, guys. Yep. You got us, or girls, ladies, you got to sign up soon. Yep. Um, to come to the Women's Conference March 4th and 5th. This has been a great morning. Thanks yes. for being with us, Brad. Thanks for thank you, the opportunity to serve yeah. together. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I love it. All right, we'd like to thank Eli and Therese and all those at Real Presence Live for making this happen. This is Real Presence Live, and we are out. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.